0: So one hundred forty five came around and all the boys in whatever classes they were were called to an assembly in the large auditorium. It took five or seven minutes for everyone to settle down, as Rabbi Feingold stood at the podium. <clears throat> Rabbi Sai Rabbi Feingold said as he cleared his throat. it took a little bit too long today to settle down. I'd appreciate in the future if everyone quiets down a little bit more quickly. However, Mm -hmm. I didn't call an assembly to tell you to be quiet. I called an assembly because Rabbi Gold would like to talk to you. (coughs) Rabbi Gold. And so Rabbi Gold The Rebbe of all these boys, well, not all the boys in the room, but of many of the boys, came to the podium with a big smile on his face. Rebbe Gold looked around the audience with a big smile, and he said, and he said, I know why you're all here now. You're all here because you're excited that in a few hours you're going to be going home. And when you get home, You're going to do your homework for the rest of the night. And I know all of you are eager to go home and do homework. The crowd, they groaned. Some kids shouted, no, we hate homework. No, I'd rather stay in school. Well, Well, Rabbi Gold laughed at his own joke. (laughs) He he he, I was just joking. I know that the reason you're all here and you're all excited to be here is because you're all curious. About what punishment I will give out for the next boy who calls out in class? And all the boys looked at Rabbi Gold. And some said, Rabbi, we're not in your class anymore. Baruch Hashem, all the kids said. Who said that, Rabbi Gold said? <laughs> Fifteen kids raised their hand. <laughs> and Rabbi Gold said, you guys are in big trouble. Who's your Rabbi, Rabbi Fine. Our Rabbi, <laughs> it's Rabbi Feingold. Rebbe not your Rebbe. Yeah, he is, he is. Ah, I'll figure out a way to get you guys in trouble, don't worry. <clears throat> maybe you're excited here, and you're here because you're so excited, because you want to know, you want to know when vacation's going to begin, if school maybe will end early, because it's supposed to snow in three weeks from now, and we're already canceling school. Now we're already cancelling school because it might snow in th- three weeks and if it snows in three weeks we might not be able to get to school so we're trying to cancel school now maybe. Everyone starts to cheer. Yeah, let's get- uh, no, but that's not why we're here. How about this for the rest of you? I think the reason you're here is because you were walking around the school and you noticed that there are big signs up. And there's big signs with the word contest and the word $150 and the word prize. And the word Rabbi Gold on it. <laughs> and probably you're really excited because you know Rabbi Gold's an awesome Rebbe, right? Everyone starts to cheer and clap. And Rabbi Gold says, yep, 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 that's right. <clears throat> so therefore I came to tell you that you guys are going to be giving me a prize. Everyone starts to say, Rabbi Gold, argh. All right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all a joke. <laughs> all a joke. Don't worry about it. Sammy calls out, the contest is a joke? No, no, Sammy, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Let me explain. I was joking until now. Now I'm going to be serious. You ready for me to be serious? (laughs) Those 15 guys said, oh, everybody, when you're serious, we're in serious trouble. (laughs) All right, listen carefully. Here it goes. We're having a contest. We're going to have a brachas contest. And the brachas contest does not mean, like some people thought, how loud you can shout your brachas. It does not mean, do you know how to make a bracha yes. and to say the bracha? No. A bracha's contest means that we're going to have a contest to see who knows what bracha you make on what food. And some brachas is easy. You know what bracha you make on Rice Krispies, right? That's an easy bracha. Everyone knows you make a priya gefe. Kids laughed. And everyone knows. You make a bracha when you eat a lollipop. Baruch, roifei Chaylim. Sammy said, "Rabbi, so one second. Let me make sure I get this straight because I thought it was different. So on Rice Krispies you make a baruch priagaf? No, Sammy, it's just a joke. <laughs> so what bracha does one make on Rice Krispies? Good question. Probably Mazinus. So why did Rabbi say baruch priagaf? I was kidding. Oh. And what bracha then, Rabbi, does one make on a lollipop? Uh, a shakol. Oh. What if it's a grape-flavored lollipop? Do you make a buttery piyagofen? Oh, that's an excellent question, Sam. And you know what? That's going to be part of our contest, to find out answers to these kind of questions and to be able to tell us the answer. So this is what's going to happen. Over the next four weeks, Reverend Gold said, listen carefully. Grades 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 are going to receive special packets, and they're going to take their packets, and we're going to quiz you on your packets in four weeks from now. Everyone is going to have an opportunity to participate. And the one person who knows everything the best will win $150. Forty-five hands went up in the air. Whoa! That's a lot of fingers. Yes, Eliyahu. Remy! Yes, Elio. What happens if it's a tie? Ah, there'll be tie-breaker questions. Okay. Alright? So, when you leave today, you'll receive a packet that you're going to use. And when you receive that packet that you're going to use, you study it, you learn it, and there's going to be a class contest. And after the class contest, there's going to be a group contest at the whole school. In front of the whole school. Yes, Sammy? Rabbi, isn't that Lashon Hara? What? If, if... It's not Lashon Hara. If I stand in front of the whole thing, the whole school and I... Avremo said to Beryl, does Sammy think he's going to be in the final contest? No way. I'm going to beat him. Avramo, you have a comment? <clears throat> no, it's okay. No, share with everybody. It might be Lashon Hara. Oh, then don't say it at all, okay? Thank you. Sammy, the answer to your question is no. Everyone's got a chance. You study... Any problems, any issues, you'll talk to me privately. We're good to go. And, oh, I forgot the most important thing. In honor of the brachus contest, every day we're going to be giving out a mystery food. Mystery because you don't know what it is, so we give it out. And when you get the food, if you know what Baruchos to make on it, you could eat it. If you don't, we take it back. Okay? All the boys were excited. Well, they were very excited until the first day. The food that was given out was eggplant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Eggplant? Slices of fresh eggplant? What broccoli do you make on it, Avramo? Rabbi Feingold asked, as he handed out a slice of eggplant to Avramo. Like None at all. I don't want eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone thought that that was the real thing, but that was just Rabbi Feingold's shtick for Adar. A little bit later, Rabbi Feingold came with a delicious piece of chocolate for each boy. And Rabbi Feingold smiled and he said, what bracha do you make on this? And some boys made shakol. Some boys said, but isn't it ho'et? And they got into a whole discussion about it. And Rabbi Feingold told them all, make a shakol. And if your Rav holds eights, let them call me up and I'll talk to them and we'll decide what the school should have in their booklet. And the boys came home after school that first day and they were excited. Sammy came home and he spent the entire time he was at home going through the book cover to cover. He went through every food that was there, every halacha that was there. He forgot to do his homework. He forgot to eat supper. He even forgot to go to sleep. He fell asleep reading through the book while sitting on his bed. Since he was sitting on his bed and he fell asleep and he was reading his book, he fell off his bed. He was so tired, he didn't wake up from falling. Chaim, who came into the room very late, Because Chaim was studying Gemara for a Gemara test for a long time. For a Gemara pechina for a long time. And he came into the room after 12 o'clock only because his father said he had to come. And Chaim said he was going to fail the test. And his father said, you're not going to fail, you're going to do fine. And Chaim knew he probably would fail because unfortunately he had been busy schmoozing in class when his rebbe was teaching Gemara for that particular day. So unfortunately he probably will fail. But he went into his room. He saw Sammy lying on the floor holding his sheets. And Chaim looked at Sammy's sheets and he noticed something interesting. Sammy had 27 pages. Chaim knew that his booklet was 35 pages. Hmm, that's weird. And then Chaim tiptoed to Ellie's backpack. Shh, don't tell my father that I'm still up, okay? Just listen to what I did, don't tell him. And uh, Chaim tiptoed and Chaim tiptoed to the backpack and he unzipped the backpack and he found Ellie's packet and he noticed that Ellie's packet was only 18 pages. And he looked through it and he saw that they had less foods to know about their brachos. He looked through the halacha they had less halachos to know. Hmm. Well, the contest preparation continued. On the fifth day, Rabbi Fine served a whole tray of fruits. There were pears and peaches and pomegranates and dates. And you came to the table and you picked your favorite food, and you had to decide which bracha to make on it, and which one you're going to pick first, and which one you'll pick second. On the 10th day of the contest, they served ice cream and ice cream cones. And people had to decide if their ice cream came first or their cone came first. Do you make two brachos or one bracha? On the 20th day of the contest, Rabbi Fine Gold and Rabbi Fine together and Rabbi Gold, all three Rebbeim, they came in. And they were pushing a big, gigantic pushcart like they used to have in the olden days. And the pushcart had three bins in it. And the Rebbeim each stood by one of the bins. And every boy lined up and had a choice to open bin number one, bin number two, bin number three. And pull out one food. Some boys pulled out some creepy looking cakes. Or they were maybe cakes. And they were told what their ingredients were. And they were said, okay, what bracha are you going to make on this? And if you got the right bracha, you got to eat the delicious cake. Some of the cakes were made of corn. So they weren't mizonos. Some were made of soybean. Some were actually made out of sugar. And therefore they were shakol's. All different kinds of cakes and cookies and, tre- and treats, and everyone was having a geschmack time. Meanwhile, the boys were studying. As a matter of fact, at the supper table, it became a problem. Because in order to promote the brachos, Mrs. Sammy, Sammy's mother, would say, Okay, boys, what bracha is this? As she held up the piece of chicken... And Sammy would shout out, "It's a shakol." And Chaim would shout out, "It's a borei nefashos." <laughs> and Ellie would shout out, "It's yummy!" And grab it and eat it. <laughs> hey Ellie, you didn't make a bracha. Chaim yelled at him. Well, actually, Chaim. I washed before we started the this so that I would be able to grab it. Because <laughs> I knew that was mommy was going to do such a thing and, and, and I was looking forward to it. But the boys were studying really, really well. And finally, after 23 days, it was time for the classroom test. The way it worked was in the classroom, everyone got a piece of paper with a lot of different foods on it and you had to write a shin for shahakol, a gimel for agafen, You had to write a mem for mizonos, and an ayin for ho'etz, and an aleph for ho'adamah. All different types of foods. Each grade, at the same time, at 2.30 exactly, everyone sat down to take their test in their classroom. Mm -hmm. By 2.45, everyone was done. It was not supposed to be a long test. And the Rebbeim had to grade it. And from each classroom, they picked one winner the one who got the best grade. On day number thirty of the contest, there were eight boys lined up on the stage in front of the whole school. Boy one from first grade, a boy from second, from third, from fourth, from fifth, from sixth, from seventh, and from eighth. (coughs) Chaim had done really well But he had in his class a boy named Alicia who outscored him. And Alicia got to be the eighth grader. Sammy did really, really well. But he also was outscored. Not by Avremo, interestingly enough, by Nisano. Some random kid. I don't mean a random kid, but I'm saying, you know, like some kid in the glass who's not normally talked about too much in the stories. But Ellie, Ellie won for his grade. Ellie was up there on the stage. And you would think that Chaim and Sammy were up there with him because they were so proud. They were hoping that if they cheered loud enough, they'd get some of that money (laughs) When when he won. And they began to have the contest one by one each boy was asked about a specific food and each boy answered they got around the people four times and nobody got out but on the fifth round they asked the sixth grader what brocha do you make on raisins filled with chocolate and the 6th grader was like, I'm not sure. And they said, okay, the answer is fights." Okay, then they went on, and they went for another round. And then they got to the 8th grader and they said, okay, <clears throat> what happens if you make a bracha in your house, and then you want to eat outside your house in the garden? Do you need a new bracha? And the eighth grader said, no! And they said, are you sure? And he said, well, it depends. What does it depend on? It depends on, on, on if your garden has, has, uh, if, 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 um, I'm not sure. And one by one they were getting out. And finally there were two kids left Ellie, and a boy in seventh grade and they asked Ellie a question and the seventh grader, Yeruchim, hit him a question one after the other and each one knew the answer to their question. Finally they got to a question for the seventh grader and they said, if you have a delicious food called a plantiel, what bracha do you make on it? 7th grade Yeruchim looked at this person asking the question, Could you repeat the fruit? I'm just going to clarify, I didn't tell you what it was. But you have a plantiel. What bracha will you make on a plantiel? Uh, um, mm, 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 mm. I'm not sure. Now, in order for the other person to win, usually what happens is the other person has to get the question right, right? They turned to Ellie and they said, Okay, Ellie, what bracha do you make on chocolate chip cookies? And Ellie said, "Uh, Okay, he wins. What? Yeruchim said, Was the wrong thing to say. Rabbi Feingold looked at Yeruchim with that stare that sometimes menahalim have that can make a person melt in their spot and turn into liquid and melt into the ground, and he did. Almost. Everyone just started to chair. Yeruchim left the stage. Rabbi Feingold called him back, gave him a shikayah, gave him a handshake, gave him a special trophy, gave him a little envelope, which Yeruchim almost ripped up. It's a good thing he didn't because it had a $25 gift certificate to the pharma store. And he brought him back to his seat. And the, Rabbi Feingold had Eli come up and stand on a special platform and handed him a very large-sized check for $150 and patted him on the back, took a few pictures with him, and everyone went back to class. Well, there now became a big machlikas when Rabbi Gold walked into the hall the next time. He was accosted. That means he was surrounded by a whole group of seventh and eighth graders. They were all there to support Yeruchim. They were all Yeruchim's friends. And Yeruchim led the group in the conversation. And, and Yeruchim said to Rabbi Gold, he said, Rabbi Gold, it is not fair. What's not fair? It is not fair that Ellie won the contest. Why is it not fair? Because you didn't ask Ellie what a plantil bracha is, he asked him what cookie bracha is. Oh, Rabbi Gold said, "That's not a not fair thing." That's because in his studying, Ellie was not responsible to study what bracha plantil is. You were. What? That's not fair. Well, you're in seventh grade. Ellie is in grade. And so he's not responsible to study everything, but that's not fair. It's not a fair conduct. It's not fair. What grade did you get on your test? One hundred and twenty-two. Okay. Ellie also got one hundred and twenty-two. Well, so so, but it's not fair, because I. The point is like this. Listen, listen, Yerucham. Listen, Yerucham. The point is that Ellie did exactly what he was supposed to. And you did exactly what you were supposed to. But when it came down to it, in the end of the contest, it happens to be that the word asked you, you didn't know. And the word or the idea or the food asked him, he knew. You're both equal. You both accomplished the same thing. You both did super well. Just in the end of the day, there was a contest and one got it and one didn't. That's all. But it's not fair. It is fair. Because you did the best you could do with what you were supposed to do, right? He did the best he could do with what he was supposed to do. So you both did an excellent job. Just in the way a contest runs is sometimes you have a winner, sometimes you have a loser. In this case, you lost. Yeruchim was so upset. He was so sad. He didn't know what to do. He couldn't understand. And that's where Rabbi Gold brought in Arashi. Rabbi Gold said, that's what Rashi means, that Moshe and Aaron were shekulin, they were equal to each other. Were they really equal to each other? No. Moshe had certain aspects of greatness that far exceeded Aaron. But in the eyes of Hashem, what makes a person great? When he does what he's supposed to do. People doing what they're supposed to do, That's their mission in life. So person A could have one mission and person B could have a different mission. Men could have one mission. Women could have a different mission. If a person works hard to do what they're supposed to in life, then Hashem considers that greatness. As a matter of fact, Ray Gold said, let me tell you something. You want to hear an incredible Rambam? You know who the Rambam is? Ramosha ben Maimon a great doctor and a great Torah scholar who everyone learns his halachas and everyone learns his farim. The Rambam says that anybody could be Maishu Rabbeinu. Anybody could be a Maishu Rabbeinu. Anybody could be a Maishu Rabbeinu. What, you mean I could go up to our Sinai and climb and talk to Hashem? You mean I could have Nevuah so I can come home and say one day, oh, I had a Nevuah. It means that anybody could be like Moshe to fulfill his potential, to do what he needs to do to serve Hashem. And that's the point. You don't have to have a specific knowledge of this is what I need to do. Hashem wants every one of us to do what we can to keep the Torah mitzvos. That's our job. We do that. We are like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what it's up to. That's what it's about. All right, Yeruchim, what do you think? Yeruchim stood you in front of his Rebbe and he thought for a few minutes... And he said, but Rebbe, in the end of the day, when a person does his job, whatever their job is, each person receives the scar they deserve. I did my job, and he did his job. Don't I deserve the scar? Just like he got scar, I deserve scar too? Rabbi Gold thought to himself and said, you know, that's a very good argument. But what am I gonna do? There's a lot of boys who got the same grade. There's a lot of boys in all the different grades who did perfect on their tests. Does that mean I have to give each boy $150? Because you all did your potential. You all worked so hard and did the best you could. And Yeruchim said, Yeah. <laughs> That's what it means. And Rebbe Gold said, um, How about we make a compromise? What's that? How about... We just serve pizza tomorrow at school for lunch. Pizza, soda, french fries, ice cream. Will that be good enough? They looked around the boys. All the boys started to smile because they knew that the real answer was, of course that's good enough. And they said, all right, Rabbi Gold, tomorrow at lunch, we're going to tell the whole school that they're getting sponsored. Rabbi Gold said, good. I look forward to it. And as they walked away, and as all the boys left, Rabbi Gold chuckled to himself. He said to himself, It's a good thing that Rabbi Feingold and I plan to serve pizza with soda, french fries, and ice cream for lunch tomorrow anyway. (laughs) But they don't have to know that.